Welcome to the Yale Podcast on Entrepreneurship, where we explore the dynamic world of innovation and business ventures fostered by Yale University, including students, faculty, alumni, and administration. I am Jessica Yu, and I'm here to explore the story behind Yale's burgeoning entrepreneurship scene for anyone who is curious and looking to get inspired. In today's episode, we have Professor Anurag Rathor, the professor in the Department of Chemical Engineering at the Indian Institute of Technology, Delhi. And before working full-time in academia, he's had a long history working in industry, holding management positions at Amgen's Inc. and Pharmacia Corporation. He has a PhD in chemical engineering from Yale University, and he is a founding member of several startups alongside his students. Hi, Professor Rathor. Thank you so much for joining our podcast. Just to start, I would like to ask you to tell us a bit more about yourself. Like, like what are you up to? What do you do? Yeah, so I, uh, my name is Anurag Rathor. I did my PhD from Yale University way back in 1998. Uh, I'm a biopharmaceutical person by training. So I worked in the biopharma industry, specifically in Pfizer and Amgen for about uh, 12 years before uh, moving to academia. Uh, for the last 15 years, I've been a professor at uh, Indian Institute of Technology, where I do uh, research on in the in fields of biopharmaceutical manufacturing uh, as well as teaching. That sounds really cool. So actually what motivated you to get into academia following so so many years in industry? Yeah, so I think the experience in industry was great in the sense that it teaches you, uh, you know, uh, you get a first-hand experience of what are the problems that the industry faces uh, from a technical perspective. Uh, also, I think it taught me skills that are, you know, soft skills, but are nevertheless really important when you want to do your own research, uh, specifically project management, uh, you know, which, I, which has come really handy now that I'm a research professor. But the motivation to move to academia was, I would say, main fo- main reason would be, uh, you know, freedom that you get as an academician uh, about, you know, what projects you want to pursue uh, and, uh, you know, the, the kind of things you, you would like to uh, focus on. So you kind of have a complete control on that, uh, which obviously in industry, you know, you have, you have to do what, you, what your job requires. So I think that freedom plus the diversity of uh, the kinds of things, you know, we get to, we get to do uh, was the primary motivation for me. So in terms of your interests, I know you're um, interested in biopharma, but you're also a professor of chemical engineering, and then there's entrepreneurship somewhere in the picture. So how do all of these interests of yours intersect? Yes. So uh, luckily for me, uh, India you know, has over the last decade, I would say, I've seen gradually India emerge as, you know, one of the countries where uh, a lot of students are aspiring to be entrepreneurs. Uh, I, you know, my role has been primarily, I would say, I mean, I'm not 
I, I don't consider myself as an entrepreneur, but rather I would say I'm a facilitator uh, to help you know those who want to become entrepreneurs. So so thus far I've had uh, three start different startups where uh, I play my role as a founding member of the startup, and that's primarily to guide these you know youngsters uh, on on the technical side of things and even from the business side of things as well as obviously help them with marketing and uh, and and you know basically how to get your products you know on the market and how to get them selling uh, but uh, of course you know being a faculty full time uh, it is you know i i mean some uh, you know, academicians have done that successfully. I've not. Uh, I guess I'm just afraid to leave everything that I'm involved in because that's what it takes. You know, if you want to start a company, uh, I think to be successful, you have to have uh, just a singular focus, you know, on, on that company. So I uh, have not done that myself. So I've not taken that uh, plunge myself. But like I said, I'm lucky to be part of uh, uh, three startups right now where as a founding member, and you know, I played key roles in where they are today. What is the story behind you becoming um, one of those faculty mentors for entrepreneurship? So why did you decide to become a mentor? And maybe tell us like the story of perhaps like one of the companies in which you sit on as the founding member. Yeah, absolutely. So I will probably uh, one of the mid mid you know. Uh, so I have three companies right now which are in different stages. Uh, one is Clenster International that makes uh, uh, it's an FMCG company and it makes you know stuff like uh, uh, water-free bathing uh, soap and water-free uh, shampoo and things like that. Uh, but probably the better example I would like to pick is Edna Biotech. And so how this started was that, you know, I have a lab where we do protein purification. I mean, we are basically a biopharma lab. So we are no different than, you know, Amgen or Pfizer, you know, of course, at a very small scale. Uh, so protein purification is kind of our expertise. And what we realized is that, you know, enzymes that, you know, we use for uh, techniques like mass spectrometry, for example, uh, these are really expensive enzymes. Uh, and uh, and also we not noticed that, you know, most of these products were being imported in India. So there is no domestic producer of these products in India. So that got us working. And since we know how to separate proteins and enzymes are kind of like proteins, we kind of applied our know the same tools and approaches that we have learned uh, to perform with uh, with proteins and you know same thing we apply to make these enzymes today we have a portfolio of about 40 different products that are on the market that we are selling we have been selling for the last two years uh, covid kind of uh, was an initial uh, i would say a hurdle because that happened right when we started this venture but you know i'm happy to say that you know the company is kind of already uh, in a profitable phase and we are doing pretty well. Uh, we are growing very quickly amongst the, uh, you know, increasingly in academic organizations in India and now gradually moving to the biotech industry of India. And of course, we we aspire to, you know, expand internationally as well. Uh, so it, it was, you know, it was kind of an application of something we know very well. 
Uh, and to be truthful, at least for me, this was not like a technical, uh, you know, a very significant technical innovation required, but it was more of realizing a need in the market and the fact that we already knew how to do this kind of work and then kind of you know adding it together to create this company so that's how we started then i actually i'm actually more curious about how how the company is running right now so if i understand correctly given your role as a mentor figure this company was initiated by students or is it student run or like did you end up finding people like outside of the university to run it because at yale i know yale kind of owns the license of the companies that faculty members start Yes, absolutely. Yes. Uh, so you're right. I mean, in, in a lot of cases, I think in our case also it depends on, uh, you know, the contribution of uh, if, like, say, something is based on uh, work that has been done at IIT Delhi, especially if there is any intellectual property, you know, created uh, at in the institute, then you are absolutely right. Then typically we would, the idea is that the institute would give, uh, you know, uh, the license to a startup, but then take a stake in the startup. That's typically how it goes. In this particular case, you know, since we were, we are basically just using the experience that we have with this thing. Uh, but, uh, but you know, we were really, we didn't really use any direct IP or anything from the institute. So in this case, institute is not really a part of, you know, this particular venture. Uh, I have a couple of other ventures where institute is a part of. Uh, and in terms of how it is running, in fact, all my startups so far, at least, most of them uh, have been basically, they all started by having a student, you know, who was interested in pursuing this. So like I said, I mean, I, I think of myself primarily as a facilitator. And so if somebody, you know, comes to me and I see that they're interested, I, I kind of warn them upfront that, you know, this is not an easy ride. Uh, you know, students often don't realize that, you know, this is something which uh, which takes a while, right, to become profitable, to become successful. So I, I play my part in that sense. And then, of course, I am the facilitator. So from a technical perspective, any problem comes, I help them. Uh, you know, from my lab perspective, if there is any infrastructural help they need, uh, you know, from a connects perspective, from, you know, funding perspective. So all these things, you know, where, where I can help, I help. Uh, but uh, in this particular case, the company is being run by uh, my ex-PhD student who kind of finished his PhD and then wanted to pursue this. And now we have hired a whole bunch of other people. Uh, but he's he's the CEO of the company as of now. Uh, of course, if we expand beyond a point, then I think, you know, there may be value in looking for, you know, professional uh, people to run this company. I, I see that, you know, hopefully someday we get to that point. Uh, but, you know, thus far, it's a small company. So uh, it's kind of run uh, by internally by us. Yeah. Wow, that is that is actually crazy impressive. Uh, because for entrepreneurship at Yale, I know that Yale Ventures has like a bunch of professionals for like people for, for even faculty members to go and ask for help with the licensing and everything. But I cannot believe that you're kind of one person who, who's able to offer all of these advice. I think that is amazing. So so adding on to that, like, I'm so impressed that students are starting and running companies like this. Uh, so what is the entrepreneurship ecosystem like at IIT or even India in general? I'm just really curious. 
Yeah, good point. So I think if you look at India, I think what has changed is that, uh, so like in my generation, when I was a student, uh, I, I hardly remember anybody kind of, you know, wanting to start their own venture uh, in their undergrad, right? It was, it was most of us were planning to take up a job or go for a higher education, uh, you know, typically one of these two things. Uh, and, and I think what has changed now is that the, you know, risk appetite uh, of uh, of the students has changed primarily maybe because over time, obviously, India has become uh, a more prosperous country. And so, you know, students are a bit, you know, they're less worried about what if things will not work out and, you know, stuff like that. Uh, and and so I think that has that has contributed. And secondly, obviously, there have been. I think India right now ranks, if I remember right, it's, it's like fourth or third uh, in across the world in terms of uh, innovation and startups. Uh, so what what that has done is that there are a lot of success stories to tell, right? So everyone knows, you know. So from the institute where I am, IIT Delhi, I think every undergrad student that I have by the time they graduate, they know someone who has had a successful startup. So it's like, it's, it's like that. So, so that I think has a huge impact, you know, on the psyche of the student because, you know, they, they don't think of startup as something which is like, you know, a very remote, uh, you know, uh, concept that might work or that might not work, right? They rather see that you know having a reasonable chance uh, that the startup will work out, and I think that that kind of you know emboldens them to take chances and and give it a try. So I think that cultural change has happened, uh, and, and and as faculty, I must say that I'm kind of riding that wave because. You know, it's not, I mean, I have a lot of ideas on what can be done in terms of startup. But like I said, unless, you know, I have students that are willing to, you know, take, uh, they share that vision, share that uh, kind of dream, so to speak, and are willing to dedicate themselves to pursue that. I feel that, you know, I don't normally, I would not want to do something like that, right? I don't want to start something uh, without that assurance. So... So I think in that sense, you know, I, I feel it's kind of important to have that. But I think, like I said, uh, you know, these successes which are happening quite often now, uh, that is, I, that is, I think, the real contributor to, uh, I would say, to India's success as a innovation and a startup theme. Wow. So how old are these students? Are there any undergrads or are they typically uh, maybe like a PhD students? Yeah. Uh, so I would say it's more undergrads, which is kind of, you know, you, you would say maybe surprising, but uh, at least in, in I, I'm speaking about India, I don't know about uh, U.S. that much, but uh, here at least it's more undergrads that are willing to take these chances. Uh, and, but, but there are a sizable grads too. I think the difference is that undergrads kind of, you know, they pursue all kinds of stuff. It doesn't have to be super technical. But uh, the grads, you know, typically if a PhD student, you know, like my PhD students, when he started this company, that's like a core tech startup, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and in India, at least, I would say that is like a typically less than, I would say 20% of startups are tech startups. You know, most of them are, 
you know, the typical e-commerce and, you know, apps and, you know, stuff like that, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, the undergrads are more doing, you know, that kind of work, which is more general, basically, and doesn't require a deep understanding of science and engineering, versus the PhDs or postdocs are more into, obviously, deep tech uh, kind of startups. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Um, so does IIT itself, like, invest a lot? Um in regards to promoting entrepreneurship and, and supporting these students? Or is it ba basically made possible through, uh, you know, like the generosity of um, the faculty members like you? Or, or is it like both? So what's happening there? Yeah, so a good, great question. I think, yeah, I, I should have mentioned this is one of the reasons why, uh, you know, the whole startup scene is uh, doing so well in India is because, you know, there are a lot of uh, government schemes that you can apply for, uh, for funding. So it's fairly, I mean, if you have a decent idea, there are a fair number of schemes that will give you basically that little bit of money to start something and do a proof of concept and things like that. Uh, as an institution, Yes, IIT also, you know, offers a lot of uh, a lot of help in the sense, just like you mentioned about Yale, right? So we have a panel of uh, uh, experts, for example, uh, that you know you can consult if you have, you know, if you have any uh, queries about taxation or IP. Uh, we have an IP cell that kind of hel helps uh, faculty file, uh, you know, patents uh, for for anything. Uh, so basically, you know, you have this ecosystem, uh, you know, that you can avail of. So it's not like you are alone and, you know, you, you, you just have to do everything all by yourself. And that, that I think that ecosystem helps. And also IIT uh, can also help quite a bit in terms of getting funding. So mm -hmm. if you're associated with an institution like this, I'm sure that's the same with Yale, right? So if you are a Yale, you know, alumni, uh, or a Yale kind of a startup, I am sure that, you know, in, in the eyes of potential funders, you know, the chances kind of increase because you kind of have a good pedigree. Uh, same thing applies for IIT. So if you are an IIT startup, uh, you know, I think more doors open for you in sense of opportunities and funding. Oh, I see. Uh, so for the people that come to you, are they mostly undergrads? Because chemical engineering, that sounds like highly, highly technical. And so is biopharma and anything related to that. So would you say that the students you help are typically PhD students or are there actually undergrad students? Yeah, so for, uh, in my case, I, I mean, I, I work with a lot of undergrads in the sense that they are doing, you know, research projects uh, in my lab. <laughs> so I do get a fair kind of uh, fair chance of interacting with them. But in terms of, uh, in terms of startup so far, uh, you know, the ones I've been, and I think maybe that's, that's just me also into some extent because I, you know, I, I have not participated that much in non-tech uh, startups, you know, because I feel that, you know, what would be my role there? I mean, I'm primarily a tech person myself, so I can obviously add value if somebody, you know, is interested in, uh, you know, in doing something uh, with, with in, in my field. Uh, and so most of the startups I personally have had experience with, they, they were started by undergrad by graduate students you know because they are all deep tech startups but but i think if if you know if someone does not you know have that uh, 
you know, way of doing things, right? I mean, and, and then I think, yes, you're right that in general at IIT, it's more undergrads who are doing startups than, than grads. But at least my experience has been primarily uh, with grads. Oh, okay. That makes a lot of sense. I, I am very curious about uh, the differences perhaps between like IIT and maybe U.S. universities, because I know you've been to both. What would you say are the differences? Yeah, so I, I have... Uh, I mean, I, I was at Yale for four years. Then I was adjunct faculty at uh, uh, University of Washington, St. Louis, and then for, for three years, and then uh, for another three years, adjunct faculty at UCLA. So I've, I've seen you know, a fair amount of uh, universities or academia in the U.S. as well. Uh, you know, in my mind, I would say, you know, uh, Indian universities are... Uh, we have a little bit more focus on the technical or, uh, uh, you know, side of things. Like the study part is probably more rigorous here, especially in undergrad. The U.S. undergrad is, in some ways, it's more holistic. So they don't, they don't go, I guess, you know, they don't have the same rigor in terms of... Uh, the curriculum, I mean, the, the scientific side of things, but of course it's more, it's more rigorous. I mean, you're doing, you know, broader things. And uh, so it has its own benefits. So I think it's tough to compare. Uh, if, if someone is going for higher studies, probably I would guess, you know, it may be, you know, so I think Indian students are quite well regarded when they go for, you know, as a PhD student, because they have that rigor uh, of, of, you know, doing stuff in that area. But on the other hand, I think, you know, if you are not going for higher studies or if you're going for, you know, other disciplines or you want to do an MBA, for example, uh, then I would think, you know, that the U.S. system in, has its own advantages, obviously, uh, because, uh, you know, it, it, it gives probably a better all-rounder uh, personality uh, to, to people. So I think, you know, that's how it is. In terms of graduate school, Obviously, uh, you know, I, I think the U.S. Uh, system, you know, does better, especially if you look at compar comparable, you know, the top universities there versus top universities in India, primarily because, you know, the infrastructure still is significantly better in the U.S. Uh, than it is in India. And I think so that is a issue uh, when you're doing some cutting edge research, you know, stuff like that. Right. Uh, so I think, you know, I think that's how that's how things stand today. I've like always been very curious about IIT as an institution because it's achieved like a, a mythical status. Um, so what motivated you to move to India to become a professor there as opposed to continuing um, teaching in the U.S.? Yeah, uh, great question. Uh, so, I mean, partly because I did my undergrad here, so I always, you know, kind of wanted to come back and, uh, and, and teach here. You're right. I mean, I, I could have obviously stayed there, you know, in U.S. as well. Uh, I, you know, I've never thought too much about how that would that would be. Uh, and in my mind, you know, it's not like I think one is clearly better than the other. But motivation to come back was also because, you know, India as a country, I mean, first of all, IT as an institution is... Uh, has its own pluses because you know we do get uh, really good students uh, you know that that come to us as an undergrad uh, 
and so it, it is kind of fun to you know to interact with them in that sense but also i feel that being india and particularly for grad school uh, you know there is more you can i mean i feel at least that you can do in being in india versus if i was in us i mean us obviously has you know great faculty great universities right uh, already i mean so so i think i i you know i just felt that i could contribute more uh, by being here and uh, and then you know and i've enjoyed that part i think but but again there's i'm sure uh, both sides have their own pluses and you know pros and cons and it's not like i i, I mean there's no way for anybody to obviously uh, know both sides right and then take a decision so i, I think it was this is something i wanted to do so that's why i pursued it yeah you know i think um your students or people at it should be very very grateful to have you there because uh just from like a student perspective it, like you know faculty members are very very busy and they have a lot of things going on but just the fact that you still take the time out of your schedule to help them and to even help them start companies i i just think that is so generous and so um so wonderful like i would love to meet more faculty members like you and i think all the people at iit should be really really grateful for that um and just one more question for us do you have any advice for students in general or students like me who are interested in pursuing entrepreneurship yeah i think uh, you know the advice i would give is that you know don't uh don't fall under you know any kind of peer pressure because often i see students wanting to do something because you know they know someone who has done it and and they just want to replicate that uh, because you know the fact is everybody i i believe at least everybody has their own path to 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 you know to walk and your own destiny that you you know you have so it's important that i think whatever you do uh you are clear about you know that you want to do that it's your own personal decision you're not doing it because of someone else you don't want to do it because you know your parents want you to do it you don't want to do it because your friends you know think that's the right thing for you so i think that a little bit of that introspection is important because then uh you know when you're passionate about something and you're doing it from your heart uh you know you know some not everybody will succeed at everything you do right that that cannot be the case but i think you will at least have the satisfaction of you know pursuing something that you wanted to pursue in the first place and uh, and i think that that is important because otherwise if things don't go well uh, of course if things go well then you know you'll probably not think about it but if things don't go well you know you don't want people if you did it for for some other reason you will feel bitter about it right and you'll not be happy about it and uh, and i i you know i really believe that i think it's important to do what you honestly you know want to do whether you succeed or not that's an entirely different question but i think do what your heart tells you to do I think that is so so wise and in fact I think it could be applicable like just very broadly because a lot of students are thinking about what do we want to do in the future and there are all sorts of pressures and there is a lot of introspection required. Thank you so much for pointing that out and thank you for also taking the time to join this podcast. Thank you for uh, taking this initiative. I mean I think it's like a yale is lucky to have you.